Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Not only is it about the cheap labor in Mexico, it's also about the returns of the shareholders. Yeah, GM shares went up 5% today, if you can imagine. They announced economic carnage, and the shareholders are happy, and their board of directors are thrilled. Yep, there is Jerry Dias, who's uh, going to be very busy for the next little while, dealing with the fallout of GM. Hard to believe. I mean, last couple of weeks, we've been uh, celebrating 100 years where GM has been in Oshawa, the home of this uh, auto giant for so, so long. And, of course, now we learn of global restructuring. So a lot of plants are being closed around the world. And and it's to save $6 billion globally, streamline services, and start building things like electric and autonomous vehicles. But why can't they build them here? I don't understand how we could give a company billions of dollars to help them, and it didn't come with conditions like, oh, I don't know, build a facility where we can build future cars that people want, not just the big jalopy Clydesdales that no one cares about. You know, why isn't Canada a place that can build that type of car? I mean, Honda does it, Toyota. The bottom line is it's very expensive to build cars in this country. We've got huge, huge labor costs, huge hydro costs. We've got tar- carbon tax coming in in January. We've got tariffs that have been in for months. And then, you know, to top it all off, we're competing with very low U.S. tax rates. I mean, how can any company compete in this country anymore? We can't. And uh, the premier spoke with the president of GM Sunday, said, hey, can we do anything? Nope. And once those jobs are gone, they're not coming back. The company's not going to turn around and go, well, let's try it again. Let's see what Canada's doing these days. No, but once those jobs are gone, it's gone. And if GM leave is going, is this the start of a mass exodus of our auto sector? Is this the the first of the big three to leave? I mean, we paid billions to keep them afloat. And 10 years later, those loans were written off and we have literally nothing to show for it. Nothing other than, you know, thousands of families in Oshawa now being getting pink slips right before Christmas. Let's bring in uh, Aaron O'Toole, conservative MP for that particular issue. He's uh, been in a a uh, uh, what's it called a, a debate tonight an emergency debate which is being held uh, right now but he's the also the shadow minister on foreign affairs and international development he joins us now mr o'toole i mean i think a lot of people are wondering how in god's name could either the provincial government or m- more to the point the federal government not have known about this like why is this coming out of left field well, I think, look, the Ford government is brand new in Ontario, and they've made a really quick move to say Ontario's open for business. They're addressing some of the the uncompetitive moves of, of the Wynn government. Uh, but the, the federal government, I think they, they did know, whether directly or, or indirectly, um, because Minister Baines uh, has been lobbied uh, more than any other company by GM Canada. So I think they've been 
probably raising a, r- a range of issues. Uh, I said today, let's work together. Let's let's put all parties together to address some of the uncompetitive uh, elements in the Ontario economy. Because left alone, the Oshawa plant has been one of the most productive in, in GM history. I think we we need to just clear some of the regulatory and tax burdens. Right, but we're not competitive in this country. We've got Alberta now sputtering and now Ontario. Both the most important sectors in this country have been targeted and hit. And, I mean, the reality of that, I think, is quite, uh, not just concerning, would be quite frightening to people, um, that we just simply can't and aren't attractive for business. You're absolutely right. I said to many of my Alberta colleagues, there's there's families in my community waking up with the same sense of unease and dread that Alberta families have known for some time. And you, Alex, and myself and many others have been talking about how Alberta's uh, resource economy is a Canadian opportunity. There's Ontario manufacturing jobs that are dependent Mm -hmm. on our resource economy. We're all in this together. And if we're becoming uncompetitive, uh, we have to address that. You know, the payroll taxes, the the federal liberals brought in some of the Kathleen Wynne um, uh, wage pressures from minimum wage done too quickly. uh, Business told them that. They were going to exempt General Motors from the carbon tax, but perhaps uncertainty about the rising costs on suppliers. And then, of course, the steel and aluminum tariffs that are still out there. Um, All of these things are putting cost pressures unique to Ontario that don't exist elsewhere. I think if we can remove those, Ontario goes back to being one of the most productive with a with a healthcare program with a bit of a dollar boost for the Canadian dollar. We can go back to being competitive again, but we just need to put a plan forward quickly. It's just it seems the timing of this, you know, just a couple of months after we get this new trade deal, it's not even ratified. You know, I would have thought that these negotiations, especially with Jerry, Jerry Diaz, part of that would have all kind of been discussed. Like, here's where we're going. Here's what we need. And the other side of this, Mr. O'Toole, is the fact that we gave this industry billions and billions of dollars. Then that loan was give, essentially erased uh, back in September by the Trudeau Liberals. And they're gone. So, I mean, I think rightly so, Canadians are saying, why do we keep bailing out these companies? And there's no conditions. They just waltz out. Like, how could this have happened? Is this a failure of that trade deal? Uh, well, this is what we're having the debate for tonight, Alex. I think you're raising a number of issues. Uh, I wasn't an MP in 2009, but I do think the bailout was uh, an unparalleled move at a crazy time. It mm-hmm. wasn't just loss of jobs. Those would have been Chrysler and GM mm-hmm. uh, going into insolvency and all the pensioners, hundreds of thousands of suppliers. So it was a, it was a crazy move, but I, I don't see, I understand why people are frustrated. They saw the government help, and now they see GM moving uh, without even really much notice to the workers and to the, to the community. This is why I really want to push to raise the wider issue of the fact that Ontario, over the last number of years, has become less and less competitive. And if we don't take this serious, uh, seriously, very quickly, we could see GM impacting an already uh, frustrated and, and worried manufacturing sector. So let's use this opportunity to rebalance our economy. I mean, no one would uh, fault the government in 20, uh, 2008 for, for doing what it did. But again, no conditions. So here we have a company like Bombardier just bolting. But at the same time, um, you know, does this signal, because we've heard from Magna, and Magna was was waving the flags back in the spring saying, you know, we are on kind of a, a spiral here. We are circling the drain and we just can't simply compete. And so do you have any concerns? Because this is my first concern. Does GM signal that this is going to be a domino effect and others will follow? 
Well, let's hope not. I, I really worry that this is a body blow for manufacturing in Ontario. They're already worried, Alex, because mm-hmm. of professors' pressures uh, from the wind government on minimum wage, on the carbon tax uh, regime, which won't exempt uh, small to medium-sized players. They're worried that the Liberal government has raised corporate taxes, payroll taxes. Uh, I don't like bailouts at all. Let's just make a competitive landscape. Let's yeah. stop taxing and nickel and diming employers at a time where the U.S. is removing regulatory burdens and lowering taxes. We can't be totally out of step when it's never really just been since the 1960s a Canada versus U.S. auto industry. It's been more a Great Lakes uh, auto industry on both sides of the border, and we should always approach it that way. Your government pushed for an emergency debate, and then it was quickly followed up by the NDP and the Liberals. So this is a a bipartisan uh, emergency debate being held tonight. But why have the debate if GM has made it very clear, like the ship has gone, it's already pulled away? Well, I'm an ex-helicopter guy, Alex, so I'm used to landing on the ship after it's pulled away from <laughs> from shore. Listen, the jobs aren't done, and the plant is not done until the end of 2019. Uh, there's a hundred-year history going back to the McLaughlin Carriage Works. Uh, if it wasn't for the McLaughlin family from our area, there would be no GM International. So we've got a heritage. We've got the best workforce. This is a a major blow, no question, but I don't want to just turn the page. That, that's one thing. We've tried not to be political on this. We said to the Prime Minister, put forward a plan we could work on. Well, his plan seems to just be to express sympathy to the families. Well, let's show our sympathy by addressing what I know need to be a number of concerns about competitiveness manufacturing in Canada. Let's address those quickly and show that we're open for business. I think the Ford government's trying to do that desperately after just a few months, but I think federally we need to do it too. I, I, I don't know if that's going to fly with a guy like Jerry Dias, who has been very instrumental in trade negotiations. He's got this crazy amount of power and connection to the prime minister. And he said today, not only are they not going anywhere, they're going to fight GM. And he is going to talk to the prime minister because he is expecting the prime minister to act. But what can Mr. Trudeau do? He did say he would help folks get back on their feet. What does that mean? Well, look, I I think the Prime Minister should address larger competitiveness issues in the Canadian economy, both in Ontario, where we're now feeling it, Mm -hmm. but Bill C-69, a whole range of things on pipelines that you've talked about on your show, I've talked about in the House. We had an emergency debate a few years ago on this. They are doing things that are are sending a signal to capital uh, around the world, capital investors, large companies to say, Canada's not as easy of a place to work anymore. Even though they have the best workforce, well-educated, well-trained, there are burdens, there are higher degrees of regulation than even plants just a few miles away in, in Pennsylvania, for example, or Ohio. Let's, let's address those quickly, because I think right now, particularly with the Trump administration, mm-hmm. um, there, there's a risk of more of this, and I want to, to stop it. So I think we need a plan. Uh, I don't think we just want to send uh, our, our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Certainly, my, my dad worked at GM when, yeah. when I was a kid. Most of my friends growing up in Bowmanville had family connected with GM. It, it's personal for me, but I, I think we also have an obligation to leave no stone unturned, all hands on deck. Let's, let's do something to address the underlying issues. Let's. Good luck tonight. I uh, certainly hope for some maybe positive news out of this. Thanks so much, Mr. O'Toole. Thank you, Alex. That is Aaron O'Toole joining us, uh, Conservative MP for Durham, so he will be a pretty busy guy. And uh, we're just keeping our eye on that emergency debate. I don't know what they think they're going to solve.
but uh, it's as if they're just kind of prolonging the inevitable on this one. This is Global News Radio.